Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. Oh! Oh! Shee! Back with another Zeitgeist episode. It has been a while. Been, oh man, I want to say it's been over a month since we've actually just like actually talked about gaming news. There's going to be a ton to cover here. Yeah, we've been pretty busy. We and our schedule got a little just wonky. I think it was because August was a weird month that had like, no, July had an extra Thursday and then that just messed up the August schedule a bit. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't think we've released one since. Let's see. August 4th. So it's been a, f- actually, that's, that's about right. Uh, that's about right. About a month. But yeah, a month there's a been a lot of gaming news in that month, especially today. We are recording this the day of the uh, September 13th Nintendo Direct and Sony State of Play. Uh, so I think we're going to have a ton to talk about today. And also me and Matt have just just like a lot of video game like updates, like life update type stuff. We've been gaming a lot. got into Rocket League. I'm playing WoW again. I quit League. Uh, just, a, just a ton of stuff, I think, trending in a positive direction overall. Uh, I'd say you you quitting league is just a very positive development yeah. in the world. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I know my uh, journey with league has been very public to our podcasting audience, and you know we had an incredible interview recently with uh, Youngbin Chung, uh, ex pro league player turned actor. Check out that episode if you haven't already. Um, the LCS has been going on. It's been fun to follow, but. You know, I think I just have this yearly cycle of games that I get into um, last three years or so. League has been sort of this, let's get into it for a little while. Let's get tired of it. You know, let's put our brain in the gutter. Let's get angry and uh, eventually uh, quit. So it's been a, I've come to hell and back again, Matt, and I feel pretty good. You have. You have, yeah, and I'm proud of you. Um, Yeah, we've just been playing... I mean, I just think you're, well, let me back up. I think you're just a happier person when you're not playing League. You know, I talk to you almost every day, I think. And I just know you as a better human being when you're not playing League. It, it just so, sounds like, it sounds like drugs. Just sounds like it kind you're of talking is, about drugs. Kind of is. Um, but that aside, we've, we've been gaming a lot. We've been kind of having a bit of an online multiplayer gaming, a renaissance, if you will. Um, we've been both been playing a lot of games with our homies and specifically with... Um, our friend group, we affectionately are named the Brocal Bunch. Um, and we've just been playing a lot of games together again. It's been a good time. A lot of uh, Apex, Rocket League, um, Golf with Friends, which just really tests mine and Lucas's friendship. <laughs> it really shouldn't. It really, really shouldn't. I don't understand. We just end up at each other's throats every time we play that game. I don't know why. I do know why, actually, but we don't need to get into it. Um, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, I'm... A lot of times, you know, with the podcast, a lot, a lot of times the schedule of the podcast previously has kind of just made things harder to enjoy gaming in that manner. But, you know, we've been playing more, what's the word, um, less time consuming games lately, which is sick. The schedule is a lot more forgiving than it was, you know, um, year, a year ago, ago year ish. ago. Yeah. And we're, we're just kind of finding more times for the simpler things like that. And I love yeah. it. Totally, totally, man. I mean, beyond that, we've been watching a lot of cool TV. Um, you know, I think we're like into some current shows. Um, I started watching House of the Dragon. 
Uh, I'm a couple episodes Ooh. behind, so spoiler free here. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's been pretty cool and um, pretty into it so far, honestly. Uh, I know yeah, you're not on, on it a, yet, right, Matt? No, but I'm on a new anime. All right, what are you on? Ao Ashi. Ao Ashi, I think it's pronounced. Talk to it us about it. It is a soccer anime. So I typically mm-hmm. swear off sports anime other than Haikyuu, but uh, our, our good friend, friend of the pod, Hot Mickey, was really pushing Aoashi on me. Um, and I love soccer. Played soccer my whole life growing up. Still follow it pretty religiously, both the national team and the European leagues, all that good stuff. And I was like, you know what? We'll give this a go. And, you know, it's it's pretty fun, actually. You know, it's I'm surprised how much I'm enjoying it. Um, it's interesting because, like, I'll hear, like, a they'll have, like, a episode of like just inner monologues dedicated to like one really basic concept in soccer that like is like the most basic concept you can have in soccer. And it's just, I don't know, it's really interesting and kind of fun to hear them just do deep dives into it. And they actually explain it very well, which I enjoy. So that's been good so far. And I'm really looking forward to it. When it does come out now, the blue lock anime, um, which was that that is one? like, so blue lock is I I've only read a few chapters of the manga, but it's like the opposite of like what Awashi or, uh, haikus about where it's all about like teamwork and everything uh blue lock's very much about like be a greedy fuck and be like the number one striker <laughs> in the world don't pass like it's the like polar opposite of what you would expect a sports manga to be and it's a very popular manga in japan so and i mean the world so the anime so, so the the adaption's coming around pretty soon dude it's coming out i think it's coming i might be wrong i don't know if it's coming october but october is a big month for anime we got Chainsaw Man starting in October. It's gonna be huge. Fuck, dude. It's gonna break the internet. That's gonna I think. that's gonna be like the this year's kind of big one, huh? Mm-hmm. And then uh Mob Psycho one hundred is coming start season three is gonna be starting. Really excited for that. Uh I fucking love that anime. Um Me what too. Else is coming out? That's all I can think of off the top of my head. I think Blue Lock is starting as well. I could be wrong on that. I think it is. But yeah, a lot of good stuff out there. I saw Nope recently. That was oh, really good. Right. That right. <laughs> not as scare intense, I would say, as maybe some of the other um oh yeah, what's the Jordan Peel? Jordan Jordan Peel films. But uh really good nonetheless. Um I wanna see Bullet Train, the Brad Pitt movie, just because it looks fun. <laughs> My parents saw it, they said it was really fun. Yeah. And then I haven't had the chance yet, but I, I need to see still the Dragon Ball Super Superhero movie, the newest Dragon Ball movie. Kind of interesting. It looks like the almost, I don't know if it's CG, but it looks like a CG style of animation, which I'm not, you know, not a huge fan of that. To, not a huge fan of, but I mean, it's getting really received really well, so I guess it works. And then I started She-Hulk, kind of mess so far, and I haven't been watching episodes but I've been watching House MD clips. I, lo- I love this. I love you wrote this I, down. I was I'm pretty blown away. Tell me more. So <laughs> I growing up, my mom and my dad would always watch House a lot. So it was always just on at night and after we ate dinner or whatever in our in our house. And so I just watch it here and there. Then I don't know why one day all of a sudden it just popped up in my feed. Uh, <laughs> like my YouTube algorithm, I recommended viewing I, I watched it and then, you know, you watched it and then it recommends two more then it recommends four more than eight more than 16 more. And now I'm knees deep and, uh, um, right. yeah, any good, I, any good clip, uh, any good lines? 
oh gosh, nothing like I, it's like I just put it on while I'm working. It's weird. <laughs> it's like background <laughs> noise for me. And it, it's just it's so funny hearing them throw out all these random like medical terms, you know, like, oh, if it's not the, you know, the, the posterior liver, then it must be the hemoglobin troben. Put him on penicillin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly it's like, what that show sounds like. <laughs> and it's like, oh, the penicillin didn't work. Oh, it's viral. I don't know. It, and I remembered liking the show. I'm actually probably going to go back and watch it because I think it's on Peacock and I have Peacock now. Yeah. So yeah. I know somebody going through and watching House right now. And uh, apparently some of it hasn't aged very, very well. But it's an older um, show. It yeah. Older it's show. You know, it's or any any early like 2000s mid, show. Early to mid 2000s. Yeah. You watch will have some sort of problem with it. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of crazy how it's just the stuff that we would watch in high school just has become outdated so quickly. Not not every episode of every show, but you know, there's a there's definitely a lot of that. Um, nice man, nice. You got a good little uh, uh, good little schedule of things going on over there. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For me, like I said, you know, we got Hot D House of the Dragon um, has been really surprising so far. Um, I like. You know, obviously with the ending of Game of Thrones, everyone's been kind of on edge the last like two, three years about how the spinoffs would be for Game of Thrones. And happy to say that uh, House of the Dragon is going very well. And I think there's this really funny, like cautious optimism that everybody has about the show. Um, Like I watched the first episode and my dad, who is a huge Game of Thrones fan, I said, hey, dad, it's the show's good. Like they're doing it. And he says, hey, hey, it's only the first episode. They can still (laughs) screw it up. (laughs) I'm like, okay, you know, you're right. You're right. But there's just, he's into it. We're into it. It's cool to talk about. It's a fun thing to be a part of again. Um, Oh, non TV show or movie related. um, I did run a 5k uh, a couple weekends ago. That was really, really fun. Um, So it's been a while since I've had, I think the opportunity to really talk about this just because it's been, we just haven't recorded a Zeitgeist episode in a while, but um, through the month of August, I kind of like, tried to cut some weight, do some meal prepping and just start getting back into like regular exercising again. Um, had a very fun summer, traveled a little bit, um, you know, Vegas a couple times, Chicago, Nashville. I think I had talked about it on the show before and, uh, you know, gained a few pounds, wanted to kind of cut that out a little bit. So, you know, took control of my life in the month of August, started running again, uh, tried to hit the climbing gym a little bit more with Matt meal prepped, and happy to say that, you know, I set a goal of running a 5K. Uh, it was actually a Dodgers sort of sponsored 5K at the beginning of September. Uh, ran it with a 31-minute uh, time, which I'm pretty stoked on, and uh, cut about five pounds in the month of August. So Hell feeling yeah. pretty good. Uh, been feeling pretty healthy as of lately. And, um, you know, my sister uh, and her boyfriend were there to really support me when it was over at the finish line. And it was just... Um, you know, a nice little goal that was set and achieved, even though it was only about a 30 day goal. Um, it was nice to, to go for it, you know, and, um, felt pretty good about that. Oh yeah. I love that. Always, always pushing ourselves here on the day. Thanks for playing. You gotta, you gotta, um, sign up for a Spartan race. Oh yeah. And the Spartan race. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll, that'll be a journey, uh, through, (laughs) through the mind of our audience for the next couple of months. Uh, yeah, me and Matt signed up for a Spartan race in December. Uh, we'll be training for it probably here and there. It's a group Spartan race that we're doing with a couple friends of the pod. And um, we'll we'll keep everybody posted. Maybe even post some uh, workout videos on the uh, Instagram page. So we're going to win. Give us a follow. <laughs> we're not going to win, but we'll we'll beat ourselves, which is the goal of those kinds of things. 
I know you'll appreciate that, Matt. And the last thing I'll bring up here, I am back in the world of Warcraft. It has been a couple years, but we are back at it again. Um, I've uh, resubscribed to uh, Classic. Why are you shaking your head? Why are you shaking your head? Because you're playing, like, you're playing Lost Ark. Yeah, but I don't have to queue up while I'm at the climbing gym still. To yeah, okay, that's <laughs> it's the only criticism I'll give it. This is actually headline news that this WoW thing is leading into. Um, so for those of you that don't know, Blizzard, greatest video game company on the planet, most wholesome, absolute best management <laughs> of any video game company, has released uh, basically the version of the game that came out in like 2008, the expansion Wrath of the Lich King, um, in their ongoing WoW Classic server, right? So Wrath of the Lich King was actually the expansion that I played when I very first played World of Warcraft. I was in eighth grade at the time. And, uh, you know, I wanted to boot it up. So I'm playing with a couple friends of mine that were into the game at the time, kind of going through and, and leveling to level 80. But the demand that Blizzard, Blizzard did not anticipate the demand for Wrath of the Lich King Classic and the servers are out of control. And the queue times for some people are three hours, four hours, five hours during peak times. Uh, it has been out of control in terms of queue times. Um, my internet got disconnected the other night. I couldn't log back on. Uh, there, like basically, if you accidentally exit the game and try to log back in, you're screwed. Uh, I'm, I'm, you're gonna hate this, Matt. I'm logged in right now, just sitting at an inn because after we're done recording, I'm gonna do some questing, and I don't want to have to wait three hours. So trash. <laughs> I, I, I'm willing to. I mean, I fully admit that that is trash, complete trash. <laughs> I, I. I blame Blizzard for not anticipating it, right? But I still love the game. I'm still having fun when I play it during non-peak hours. Uh, and the issue eventually will be resolved. But yeah. it does also mean that I have to remotely access my computer while we're at the climbing gym to log in and then wait uh, while I'm at the climbing gym. <laughs> oh, it's so silly. So silly. That's why, that's all I got. That's the that's the release watch for me this, uh, this week. I kind of just hate it. <laughs> You love it. You're playing Lost Ark, so whatever. There's no queue time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not playing League, so you should be happy. Yeah. All right. Uh, getting into today's topics, so we got kind of few, quite a few. We're all over the place. Going to touch on a few things. Um, big couple things that came out today. We were actually going to originally record today's this episode we're recording right now uh, yesterday on the 12th Monday, but you know. It turns out a big some big things happened during the day today the 13th there was a state of the play from sony uh earlier in the morning there was a nintendo direct so we're going to talk about all that good stuff with some other little fun things sprinkled in. maybe not fun but some other things sprinkled <laughs> in um one of the ones just really random because i mean i think i've talked slightly about my like stock market degeneracy before on this podcast um the stock we were down 4.34 spy absolutely wild yeah um, that seemed bad crazy biggest market drop since june 2020 this is not well if we maybe we should make this a financial podcast because it would be much more advertiser friendly because we have so many of them <laughs> clawing at our door neither that's neither here nor there um but yeah big big drop which was kind of crazy to me um just yeah interesting stuff and then ubisoft today uh finally has announced that they're going to be 
increasing the prices of their games mm. to 70 bucks for their like newer games that are coming out. This is pretty in line kind of with what we're seeing with the other the rest of the gaming industry at large. Uh, this generation is really the first time in a really long time we've seen a increase in the cost of new games from what has been 60 for the longest time, at least uh, multiple generations. Um, finally increasing $10 to 70 So really, all things considered, it feels like a lot. And, you know, 60 just seeing $60 versus 70 um, I understand that it, it, it is a lot for a lot of people and it seems frustrating, but it relative to inflation to a lot of other you know my the price of chicken has gone up more in a few months percent wise more so than games have over than the games course have of yeah 20 yeah. 15 years however long it's been i i find this one interesting because i think we talked about this before on the podcast where games probably should have been costing like 70 to 80 dollars for the last 10 years but they mm -hmm. haven't just due to the way that we pay for video games now i mean nowadays you buy a 60 dollars game and then you buy $20 DLC one year, then $20 DLC the next year, you just bought yourself a $100 game, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so the way the pricing structure for video games and purchasing has been working, it's like you end up net paying over $60 pretty much no matter what, unless you're going the used game route. Mm -hmm. um, but setting it to kind of a standardized 70, it's sort of like they're just taking that leap that they know that they have to take. So now you're still going to get the $70 game with the $20 DLC one year, then the $25 DLC the next year, you're gonna end up paying more for your games in the same way that you're paying more for everything, but they're just like, hey, we gotta bite the bullet, get rid of the headphone jack, you know, and just <laughs> up the games to $70. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I know you and I don't mind seeing this too much. It's just interesting that it's all finally culminating and yeah, the prices are finally going up. I mean, it makes sense too for it to finally happen with like, you know, Businesses aren't really doing well right now, economy-wise, or probably, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not an economist, but probably heading into a recession here, I'd imagine, sooner than later. So, makes sense um, that you know, companies are trying to just bring in some extra cash flow. Uh, what I really want to talk about today, though, before we dive, well, before we dive into the main topics, I think it's important for me to first say, um, you know, we have a Discord. Mm, we do. We do. We have a Discord. And the Discord is a great place to come hang out to interact with both myself and Lucas and all the other wonderful people in the pod Discord group. <laughs> um, so come hang out in the Discord. It's a great time. You can find the link to our Discord on any of our social media handles. We're on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Uh, if you go to those, you can find a link to our link tree. And right. in that link tree, you'll find our Discord. And the handles are at tfp podcasts with an s at the end again that is at tfp podcasts with an s at the end and of course as well you can always shoot us an email thanks for playing pod at gmail.com and i will personally email you back the invite link to the discord as well you can also find our website thanks for playing live and shoot us an email not shoot us an email well you can do that still but on our website you can also find a link um to the discord there and a just really really great photo of lucas and i so you know pick right. poison right and then yeah if you haven't already tell a friend about the podcast you know we love to get more people like yourselves involved really grow what we're doing here and spread the wonderful word of the tfp gospel to more uh lovely people like yourselves that's right great uh good plug there matt you know um i echo everything that you said 
Yes. All righty. Now into the main topics for today. There was a tweet uh, that came out. <laughs> Blew everything up, dude. <laughs> that came out. It's, there was a tweet that someone put out into the world uh, two days ago on the 11th that has just kind of taken over, took over a little bit some of the just discourse discourse on on gaming twitter for a hot minute and this is from dj vlad who is the ceo of vlad tv uh i'm not gonna you know i don't really know anything about vlad tv it looks like it is a wow 5.23 million subscribers that's a lot um (laughs) yeah like mostly like rap hip-hop oriented Mm -hmm. interviews and things like that is basically the dj vlad youtube channel Yes. Um, yeah, to get, you know. Yeah, to ahead. get into the meat of the tweet, I'm going to read it verbatim here. So, quote, as an adult, playing video games for long periods of time is a form of depression. If you don't believe me, ask yourself this. Think about the 100 greatest moments of your life. Do any of these moments include video games? Probably not. And this comes from a lifetime gamer. End quote. Mm. Now, you know, first things first, my memory is shit. I don't even know if I could give you top 10 moments. Uh, maybe top 10. Top 20. I don't know if I could give you top 20 moments of my life, right? Um, so that's problematic. But what do you what do you think of this take, Lucas? It, Whack. It, it, bad, it upset, take. bad take. Bad take. Stupid tweet. Mm-hmm. Stupid tweet. One of the worst tweets of all time. Uh, yeah, this one kind of blew up in our Discord. Hot Mickey put it in there, and um, there actually was like legitimate like like request to hear our thoughts on this, you know, on the podcast from some of our audience members. And you know, honestly, trash tweet, really bad tweet. I, I can't believe that someone tweeted this. It's pretty mind blowing. Think of the hundred greatest moments of your life. Do any of these moments include video games? Probably not. This comes from a lifetime gamer. Like, I th- I think first of all, like. A hundred great. Where does he get a hundred greatest moments of your life? It's like no one knows the hundred greatest moments of their life. So that's already kind of a weird premise. And like to predicate on like the fact that if something is not a hundred greatest moment of your life, means that it should not. This particular thing should not be in your life. Is kind of insane, right? It's like I don't know. It's just a bad premise overall. I'm glad that people got upset about this sort of thing. And for me, also as a lifetime gamer, there are plenty of moments. In my top 100, if I had to remember all of those, top 100 greatest moments of my life, plenty of them include video games, right? Like staying up late at a sleepover, playing like Mario with my friends, right? Playing like Mario Party with my siblings growing up, playing Smash with you and the boys. Like I probably just had a top 100 greatest moments playing video games like the other weekend for Ricky's birthday when we like played (laughs) Smash all day and then went and got like Korean barbecue. You know, it's like there is... There's so much wrong with this tweet. It's like such a problematic. It feels like we're like back in 2004 and like you're in a class on they're talking about video it's like game some addiction news reporter your, or something. Yeah, they're talking about video game addiction in yeah. like your middle school health class. It's like this is just so lame. I mean, he sounds like he works for Fox News. Exactly. It sounds like one of those like yeah. there's an issue with people playing too many video games and like all that. I like I mean, granted, like I'll always say that there's like limits to everything and everything's within reason. Like, yeah, if you're like playing video games for 10 hours a day, it's probably not healthy. But like to say that it's a form of depression or video games are not part of like great moments in your life, if you are a lifetime gamer is like fooling yourself, in my opinion. Yeah. 
And it is worth acknowledging that once he started getting a lot of flack, he did try to black black track, backtrack, track, black track, backtrack, and he put a follow up tweet, a reply tweet saying. Well, that escalated quickly. Just to clarify, this doesn't apply to e-gamers. I think he means esports players or people who have turned gaming into a career. This isn't about people who play for a few hours a week. This is for about people who consistently devote a double-digit percentage of their lives to gaming. Which, again, like I understand what he's going for, but I don't appreciate the sentiment behind it at all for all the reasons you stated. And then he further today he tweeted out four hours ago just to kind of try and prove his point more. Shout out to the hundreds of people DMing me who have been dealing with real video game addiction and depression. If you don't think you're not one of them, that's cool, but it's a real thing if you want to admit it or not. And addiction in general, I mean, is a real thing. It's everyone might have their own thing they're addicted to, but I don't know. The I think he's just trying to backtrack and like pre- protect himself after, um, you know, doing a terrible tweet. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, whether you're addicted to gaming for 10 hours a day, that's not healthy. And you know what else isn't healthy? Fucking being addicted to working out for 10 hours a day. That won't be healthy either, honestly, you know? Or like anything that results in you not taking care of your body, no matter what kind of thing that is, is going to not be healthy. Like this guy isn't some, like he's not, this isn't like a woke take. This is just a jackass on the internet, you know? Yeah. Um, And I don't know. (sighs) I actually just had this thought while we were talking about this right now, kind of reading this out. Cause when I realized I couldn't remember like, Oh, the greatest moments of my life, whatever it is. I think to me, a lot of the greatest moments of life, right. Or I don't, I don't think the value of one's time spent or life is determined by the quote unquote great moments. Like it's a culmination of the small things, you know, like for example, I went on a trip to Europe, which obviously like that trip at large, I guess you could say is one of the greatest moments of my life. But when I look back at the individual days of that trip and the nitty gritty of things, like it wasn't, Oh, seeing this crazy big castle, like, Oh my God, that was amazing. Or it wasn't, Oh, you know, having the best German schnitzel or whatever, or even being in Europe. It was just like my fondest memories of that trip are just like the little like jokes and bullshit that i have i did with my friends that we honestly could have done anywhere you know like the little it was just cool that we were in europe but like the th- it's the small things is my point right like absolutely it's yeah. the small things that make a life great it's the when you're playing golf with your friends till midnight you know <laughs> and you're all yelling at each other like you suck <laughs> shit it's yeah. when you're playing rocket league and you're all sweaty as fuck right it's when you're doing whatever it may be, gaming or not, like the small things to me, as long as you're enjoying it and balancing everything in a healthy manner, you know, that's, I think, what like is the overarching greatest moments of your life is just a collection of the small things. I don't think you got to categorically say this is the greatest moment of my life. Maybe like when your kid's born, fine, but you know, (laughs) otherwise, (laughs) I would say that's excessive. I, I know it's like hyperbole and everything to go like, 100 greatest moments of your life, right? But I think in general, to to always try to create like, these are the greatest moments of my life as just a regular person walking around, I, I don't think is the right attitude to have, right? And to say mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, this particular hobby of mine, maybe it doesn't have any of those greatest moments of my life, therefore I need to stop. That's, I think that's a fallacy, you know? And I and I think like, you're right, if you're if it's a small thing, if you enjoy it, that's all that life is really, really made out of. 
you know? And, you know, for those of you, like, this is life. Like, you right now, like, listening to this podcast, this isn't a greatest moment of your life, but this is life, right? <laughs> but it, it might be. <laughs> it might, it could be, it could be. But, like, to say that, like, oh, I don't like, thanks for playing podcasts. I don't like stuff you should know. I don't like this because it's not part of the greatest moments of my life is a weird, is a weird premise. That's all I'll say. Um, or, you know, it's... <laughs> This particular thing is not the greatest thing for me ever. Therefore, uh, I don't know. It's. I, I think I got my point across. Um, and also, this guy sucks. I, I think. Uh, I think another problematic thing about it too is to like compare the way somebody like chooses to spend their free time on a regular basis in like a balanced way to another way someone spends their t free time in a healthy, balanced way, like. For instance, a lot of things come up about like, oh, why are you gaming so much? You should be reading. Like, I think I saw that in one of the replies to this tweet, like of people like it might have even been DJ Vlad himself. But like to say that, like, you're better because you read as opposed to like playing video games, I think is also another problematic thing that we need to shed. Most games have words. I know. Yeah. Most games have words. It's like mm -hmm. most games you play with your friends. You know, it's like. Anyone can make the same argument of like, oh, why are you sitting there by yourself in the in like in a quiet room when you could be like talking to your friends and catching up with them after work by playing Rocket League, you know? Interestingly enough, the only game actually I can think of off the top of my head that doesn't have words is uh, one we've done for the podcast, uh, Hyperlight Drifter. Oh yeah, yeah. I highly recommend for those of you that haven't checked that out, uh, go check out that episode. Good episode. But enough of that. Point is, DJ Vlad. Um, sucks donkey shit and <laughs> is henceforth we're being referred to as a fuck face on this podcast. All right. That's all I got. Um, so we've had big, I mean, big day for gaming really, you know, you know, and kind of just big week, honestly, I mean, a lot of stuff came out this week and started talking about the state of play a bit. Uh, there were a lot of announcements in this one. Uh, interesting announcements. We'll go over a few, uh, big one. Well, one of the bigger ones, of course, is just more God of War Ragnarok. Everyone is just jacked to the tits about that to, uh, about that game coming out. Uh, I'm excited. You know, I don't think I... It's interesting because, like, what I remember about God of War, I, I didn't even care for the game. It was just the story I liked. So, in the sense, I'm like, not even that excited to play this game. I'm, I'm almost wishing I could just watch it, you know? <laughs> but... I mean, it'll be cool when it comes out, you know, optimized for PS5. So it's going to be great. a huge one. I mean, the story trailer, you know, looked great. You know, Atreus is older now. He's probably going to be less moody. <laughs> How do you feel about his voice? It's the same voice actor. Okay, okay. I, I know. I'm it's like, just, I'm 95% sure it's the same okay, voice actor. Okay, that's what, that's what I thought. I didn't confirm, but that's what I thought. And he, the voice it's, actor was very young when he played him in yeah, the so it's just, I mean, and Atreus is young in the first game. So it's just, right. it's, it, it works. It works, honestly. You know? Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I, I just, I'm so used to hearing Atreus. You hear him like, he's 50% of the game and it's just yeah. weird. It feels like a different vibe, right? It's yeah. like... It's not like Kratos's voice. I Christopher Judge, um, I believe. Well, it, and it like, will be a different vibe, right? You know, this is probably gonna be a bit more of a mature game in that regard for yeah, Atreus. Yeah. I think you know, it's like in Kingdom Hearts one. You know, to Kingdom Hearts two, all of a sudden Haley Joel's want his voice just got hella deep. We're like, oh, look at that. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I not just I, deep, I haven't. I think the gap for me and for pretty much everybody, like Kingdom Hearts one and two, it just felt like I don't know how many. I, I guess I don't remember how many years it was, but like. I, I just played God of War 
right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and then yeah. you you hear Atreus, you're like, what the fuck? That's Atreus? It's like, yeah. it's like yeah. you just saw your like niece or nephew, and they like aged like five years, and you're freaked out. That's all that mm. is. Yeah. Uh, Tekken Eight was announced. I've never been too big into the Tekken series myself, but I'm sure there will be a lot of our fans badass. that are going to be. Sorry, it looked badass. It does. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of our fans will be excited for that one. There is a new game called Demio coming out, which is a co-op dungeon crawling board game survival-esque game that is going to be cool. made for VR. I am. It looked pretty fucking cool. And honestly, I've kind of always wanted to get a uh, Oculus for my computer, but I think I'm going to hold off and just get a PlayStation VR 2 whenever that drops so I can enjoy it with all the beautiful processing power of the PS5 because... My PC honestly isn't that strong. I have a graphics card from like a mid-tier graphics card from like 2018. So uh, I want to really go into that head first. So excited for that to come out. And it really got me wishing, seeing all this VR stuff, it really got me wishing that we had a, a Yu-Gi-Oh VR game. I mean, I would love personally to just like dual hot Mickey and VR with our dual discs standing and just like summon fucking obelisk the tormentor and just fist them you know yeah <laughs> dude honestly that would be super sick if they do come out with that i i will get a vr headset with you and we can do that and i'm like, pretty sure it. there's some fan-made mods or not mods just fan-made vr stuff i don't know how optimized it is or how you know it's the word um clean and not buggy it is but it's out there you just gotta hunt for it i think but there's no you know um commercial release i should say yeah, yeah yeah well i know they have like all sorts of apps and like the workshop that people have built like inside of vr settings and stuff mm -hmm. so maybe there, yeah there probably is like some sort of well there's tabletop sim which has vr i think oh that makes sense yeah yeah i'm just excited for it and you know i mean hey man you got a you got a ps5 too i think you and me hopping in vr could uh that might be some of the greatest moments of our lives. Yes, dude, honestly, that would be pretty sick. <laughs> that, might be, that might end up being top We should get, we should get on, that, VR. on that PSVR 2 for sure. That'd be yeah. hilarious. <laughs> uh, so yeah, big announcement there. Demio looks great. Star Wars Tales from Galaxy Edge. That's pretty cool. Uh, looks really cool. Another PlayStation VR 2 game that'll be coming out. Uh, and pff, really random, but <laughs> I, I totally forgot there was a Star Wars like I think it was Star Wars Squadrons that came out a little while ago. Never, didn't really like pick up too many waves, but it was a a uh, Starcraft fighting game. Not Starcraft. Um, it's not aircraft. You know, what I'm trying to say it was a, a space flying, a space fighting, flying flight, spacecraft fighter fighting, fighting, fighting game. game. I don't know what yeah. I don't know what they officially call their. It, you know, they're they're not planes, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to call it either at all. I feel like there's a really obvious word that we we just can't think of right Would now it be but dog fighting because a dog fight is like when two planes are shooting at each other i mean it is dog fighting but like what do we call their are these are these spacecrafts are these space dogs jedi fighters you know what are Jesus, what, are, what are, are we screaming. calling the planes themselves you know the the space dragoon, dragoon or hyalet somebody is screaming at their car in their car right now what the answer to this you know, is. like the x-wings the they'll tell us they'll tell us. we don't have to look this up let's just start but Starfighter, yeah, but that's not that's not a generic enough term for people. I feel like a yeah. Starfighter fighting Whatever. game is that what we call this? My point is, I'm pretty sure Star Wars Rogue or Star Wars Squadron 
a starfighting space plane game <laughs> also had <laughs> VR. So I'd be curious to check that out too. Whenever I do get a VR headset, um, I feel like I'd probably throw up from motion sickness, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, Rise of Ronin, another open world samurai looks game. Super cool. Looks cool. I watched the trailer. It looks like a bit more modern than, say, Ghost of Tsushima. I believe I saw a revolver. I could be wrong. <laughs> so excited for that one. Uh, Pacific Drive is going to be dropping, which I don't know what it is exactly. It's like a not dropping so I shouldn't say that but it looks like a PNW kind of based driving apocalypse game um, interesting because I can't think of any apocalypse genre I mean apocalypse is a huge genre in gaming obviously but I can't think off the top of my head of any games where it takes place mostly while you're driving so I'll be curious to see if maybe there is more of a mix of say you know getting out of the car and running around or whatever it may be yeah um i'm i think this one looks really cool i think it looks really cool too and i'm definitely gonna want i like that just the animation i thought it looks cool so definitely be excited to check it out uh they did announce hogwarts legacy is getting a playstation exclusive quest uh where it looks like there's puppets and like some creepy hogsmeade place so that's exciting yeah and uh, and uh a like specific playstation collector's edition goodies mm-hmm. which is crazy um there's here I'll, I'll i'll list it out right now i was actually doing research one of the topics that we have coming up just so everybody knows is on deluxe editions so you could expect that coming out pretty soon so there's actually three playstation deluxe edition uh like exclusive are three items in the collector's edition that are playstation exclusives um an onyx hippogriff a uh felix felici's potion recipe and a haunted hogsmeade shop quest which is Ooh. the the quest that is the PlayStation exclusive. So I love uh, Felix Felicis. That's the liquid luck, right? Yeah. It's yeah, like okay. has one of the funniest scenes in Harry Potter because of it. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about the one where with Ron or Well, there's that uh, yeah, I mean it's just when Harry takes it in the sixth movie, it's it's pretty funny, but we don't gotta get into it. Isn't I, I know I never read the Harry Potter books, so I'm a fraud. But I heard that liquid luck actually plays a huge role in like when um like all the bad guys come to Hogwarts and start trying to kill all the kids. Like they drink liquid luck and like barely survive and stuff, but they leave that out in the movie. Is that real? Ah, it's been so long since I read the last book. So I think that was half blood Prince, right? Where the liquid luck plays a big role. I mean, that's where it's introduced, but not in that way you're saying it's in the last book when like there's the big war, you know? Um, Oh, I don't think it's in the last movies though. No, no, no. The only time it makes an appearance is in the sixth book and movie. Gotcha, gotcha. It might, it might appear in the seventh book. I don't know, but not that I remember. Um, cool. Well, I guess uh, someone will probably yell at us over Discord if we're wrong, right or wrong about that too. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I wanted, to, I did want to touch on that uh, Pacific Drive game. I think it's really cool. Uh, I want to make a comment here about the byline here about the game. So the story is that the United States government seized a region of the Pacific Northwest by eminent domain and the peninsula, the Olympic Peninsula became the staging ground for promising new technology, but the utopian creator creations came at a great cost, severe radiation, environmental collapse and supernatural horrors. So the government walled off the area and established the Olympic exclusion zone and you are driving through the Olympic exclusion zone and it's just basically a survival driving game. 
it kind of actually gave me uh, like control vibes a little bit, kind of like American Alan Wake ish, like Pacific Northwest supernaturally government conspiracy type of stuff, which we're we're big fans of on this podcast. So I think this is a pretty cool looking game, honestly, when it does drop, which I'm not sure if we got a release date on this one. Um, I'm stoked for it, actually. Like this is one of the ones that really got me excited. I feel like Rise of the Ronin looked pretty cool. Um, although, you know, a little generic in ways. I think the VR stuff was cool, but felt a little gimmicky to me. Not that I, you know, I'm not, I'm not shitting on the VR stuff. It's just, I don't have a VR headset right now. And, um, you know, it is VR for, you know, <laughs> all that. But the Pacific Drive one really felt like a truly cool, original, innovative, little it new did. thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for that one for sure. <laughs> and I did take the time to look up Liquid Luck. And Felix <laughs> yes. Felicis was indeed used in the book at the end of the sixth book for exactly what you described. So you were right. All right. Yeah. They should have put that in the movie. That shouldn't, wouldn't have taken long to shoot. Probably would have been pretty cool. I don't think it's as big of a battle scene in the, in the movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so either. I think they kind of just break, don't they just break into Hogwarts and knock over some tables and then run away? Yeah, and then they just kind of do their thing with Dumbledore and get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do their thing with Dumbledore, right? Great way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, they, yeah, they, they just they just hang out for a little bit with Dumbledore yeah. and then move on, right? Yeah, just vibe. Cool. Um, all right. Uh, you good with the state of play? Yeah, I wish that there was a king. I was really, I don't know why. I was just like, they're going to give us some Kingdom Hearts 4 info today. I just know it. And there wasn't. There was there not. Wasn't. Probably won't have anything else for like five years. So I'll just yeah. Stop, no, yeah. Stop it'll it'll come faster than that. It'll come faster than that for Fucking sure. Fucking hope, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hope. Uh, so no, great great wrap up on the state of play. I think it was really cool. Um, you know, I'm definitely excited about some of the stuff that we talked about. And um, I mean, the suit, the God of War is like right around the corner is what that reminded me of. And um, it's pretty pr pretty exciting stuff to see like see and hear the voice actors and kind of see what's going on with the story. It's really, really cool. So getting really stoked for God of War for sure. Um, I want to talk about the Nintendo Direct that happened this morning. Uh, a few pretty big things, a couple of like kind of misses. I would call them misses um, from Nintendo here. But what they opened with was really awesome. We got the title and a little bit more footage of the brand new Zelda game, the Breath of the Wild sequel, uh, which is called The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, might be the coolest Zelda game name, in my opinion. Uh, you know what's funny? Super sick. They're saying, so the Nintendo Direct, I think, was really being released at a later time in the UK. And they're saying it's because of the way they named um, I heard Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> they, which, they had the, the queen passing the away. The queen passing away. Which I got to say is, you know, I mean, it's sad she died, sure. I know a lot of people actually, I'm not even going to say one way or the other, just the queen's dead. That's an objective reality, but man, am I upset that, am I upset that they were fucking the canceled all their soccer <laughs> and it's crazy, dude. Today, Bayern Munich played FC Barcelona in the champions league and Bayern Munich fans live at the game were protesting the cancellation of wow them like delaying the games because it actually it fucks a lot of things up majorly in the soccer calendar for like global competitions 
because a lot of the other European clubs or a lot of the for the other international European competitions, the English teams are delaying their games with other teams like outside of England just because of this, too. So kind of shitty, but that's neither here nor there. I guess it's not my country's problems. (laughs) So all that to say, tears of the kingdom. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. I, I could tell that you were upset. I need to let you go for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks really cool. You know, it looks like Link can like fly on a really cool like Green Goblin glider. Um, we still don't have a ton of information on really what's going on in the game, but the hype train is coming. Um, we have an announcement date, which is May 2023. So, you know, seven, seven, eight, seven ish months. Yeah. Out Hyrule just from, looks from pretty broken. Yeah, stuff looks like it got kind of destroyed there for a second. Um, But I think May is uh, a pretty solid release date. You know, it's kind of going to be like the start of summer. Um, I think the days are going to be getting a little longer around that time. And, um, you know, I think it's just a good good time of year to be releasing a game, right? I mean, it's like it's your people are going to be out and about with their switches. We're playing Tears of the Kingdom at the park, playing Tears of the Kingdom while I'm traveling to Vegas for a summer trip. I'm, I'm excited. I really hope that Ganondorf isn't the main antagonist again. I, you know what? I, I have a feeling that he won't be um, because in Ocarina, there's a precedent for this. In Ocarina of Time, uh, you know, Ganon was the main villain. And then when they released the second game on Nintendo 64 for Zelda, which was Majora's Mask, Ganon was just absolutely not in the game. Um, and it was like a complete side sort of side questy type of Zelda game. And I, I really hope they do that with Tears of the Kingdom. I hope like Link enters some sort of pocket universe or like other dimension or some sort of thing. Even if he's not in Hyrule and he's in some other Forgotten Kingdom, that that I'd love that. That's actually how, what happened in Majora's Mask. He's not even in Hyrule. He's in a completely different land. And um, I, I would just love the Majora's Mask treatment for the Breath of the Wild engine. I think it would be awesome. So uh, pretty stoked on that. Uh, next thing, we got Pikmin 4. I don't, I don't know if I've ever said this on this podcast. I'm actually a huge Pikmin fan. Um, Never touched a Pikmin game. I Pikmin 1 is just an adorable, awesome, super unique, really, really great game. I never played 2, but I did beat 3 as well. Um, so I've beaten 1 and 3. Really, really love Pikmin. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think, uh, it's probably going to be great to see Pikmin in like a brand new generation. Um, it's going to be great to have a game like that, just fully functioning next generation switch type stuff. Um, going to be super awesome. Uh, Octopath Traveler 2, uh, shout out to Dragoon for loving Octopath Traveler. Uh, not a huge fan of the first Octopath Traveler. I actually really could not get through like the eight intro tutorial levels you had to play. I thought that was a huge issue. Um, But, you know, shout out for anybody that did make it through. I heard it it ends up being a pretty solid game. Uh, I do love this visual style that they're going with. Um, It's probably my favorite, like, sort of- It looks good. I mean, Yeah, like the the aesthetic, like the two and a half D, I forget what they call it. I think it's like HD 3D or HD 2D or something like that, 3D 2D. huge fan of the aesthetic of it and i i just hope that they sort of fix my personal issues with the game so i can enjoy octopath traveler too um so if anyone out there is talking to square enix let them know uh goldeneye 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 
Uh, <laughs> I, I touched on that very lightly, but this was actually a big surprise during the Nintendo Direct. They like they showed what they were going to be releasing on the N64, like Switch premium stuff or Switch virtual console thing, whatever you call it. And they're like, oh, yeah. And we have one more announcement. And it was like the GoldenEye intro. And then it said GoldenEye with online play. Uh Pretty, pretty cool. Iconic. It's it's iconic stuff, you know. It's good marketing. I know it's going to make headlines. It it actually was one of the first things I actually heard about that before I heard about Zelda, which is really mm -hmm. funny. Um, but listen, if you if anybody out there has tried to go back and play any FPS from that era, it is completely awful. It like the <laughs> controls are terrible. It's like you don't move in the way that you move nowadays. It's not really like a dual stick thing. It's hard to even describe how primitive the movement is. It's not like one thing moves your character and one thing aims your character. One stick moves and aims your character and then one aims your character. So like, unless they solve that FPS control issue, the game is going to completely suck ass after like five minutes. Yeah. So that's my hot take on GoldenEye online play. Huge headline, huge headline grab. I know a lot of old heads are pretty excited about hearing about this, but a lot of old heads probably have not gone back and tried to play GoldenEye. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. And all in all, though, I'm all for making older games more accessible to play, you know, without having right. to use an emulator outright. So I think it's cool. Right. Um, last one is the new SpongeBob, uh, the Cosmic Shake. Uh, damn it, Matt! It just it just looks like Battle for Bikini Bottom. Yeah, I did go ahead and check out some uh, of the <laughs> um, gameplay of it, and yeah, it, it just looks like Bikini Battle for Bikini um, Bottom again. We're, you heard it here for first, folks. This game is gonna suck. I'm sorry. I mean, if you're like ten probably like it <laughs> but if you're 10 you're gonna go you're gonna want to play like minecraft or fortnite, fortnite or roblox yeah. instead and like this game is not you're just gonna realize that this game is not good very quickly i i mean the thing is if it was just like any other thing if it, if it was just a regular non mascot style platformer like if it was just like man just Everybody, I think people remember our Battle for Bikini Bottle Bottom Rehydrated episode. It just, just wasn't a great game. It just wasn't a great no. game. And if uh, I, I, I get it, big name, SpongeBob, big mascot, still very popular. Maybe not the peak of what SpongeBob once was in terms of popularity, but always gonna put asses in seats and sell games if you throw SpongeBob on there. So, just makes sense. I get it, but I, I, I'm just going out on a limb saying that this game is not gonna be good. Yeah, it's hard to do these kind of games well, I think. Because it's just by nature of them, they're going to get boring really quick. I think Kirby did it pretty well, even though I didn't care for it that much. But mm -hmm. yeah, at the end of the day, not a game for Lucas or me, I don't think. And I don't think either of us are going to subject ourselves to doing it for the podcast. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll hear about it. I think uh, we'll be validated once the uh, game comes out and the reviews come pouring in. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, I did want to cover some Gamescom stuff. Gamescom was about a month ago, and we did miss sort of the window to talk about that for for uh, recording. But um, a couple interesting things coming out of there: uh, a Dune open world survival MMO, which I found pretty cool. Um, sounds like a huge promise right there, but we will see. 
Um, that was like one of the big things that had come out in the headlines there. And I think you know, it looks pretty cool. I think the Dune world's interesting. So yeah? I'm all for it. Well, yeah. I don't know. I hear open world survival MMO and I'm, I kind of get a side eye like, okay, well, I don't know. <laughs> Just like well, most it, of those is games. Is it like a MMO, like how WoW or... Um, it's a little unclear. Because like open world, it would make me open world survival it would make me think okay valheim or runescape or not runescape valheim or um minecraft for, but forest or the forest but then the mmo part confuses me yeah i was a little confused by that as well on that byline but um more info will probably come out over time here um dune's obviously a huge ip that's going to become more and more popular over the years so dune probably, awakening is what the game is going to be called yeah um you ever you ever play uh play the dune board game no i heard it's good Dude, it's fun. Um, I played with let's, my let's do it. old roommates back when I was in San Diego. And it's like you form alliances with all like the groups of like the world and shit. And like each each t- each player represents one of the um you know, um so like one of the groups of people, one of the like um not what's the word I'm looking for? Not organizations, one of the one of the like people, you know, like the the Fremen or the the space people or the whatever, the different groups and form alliances and stuff. And it sucked because my very first time playing, my very first time playing, there was five of us. There wasn't enough for everyone to have a get an alliance. You can play without an alliance. There's like a certain point in the game where it's like, okay, we're at this stage, make your alliances if you want. And I was the only one that didn't get an alliance because like my group that I picked apparently <laughs> wasn't good for it. So like my first time playing, I didn't have an alliance and I was just getting fucking railed by everyone. Sounds like a fun game, dude. That's a fun game. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta play. We gotta play. Yeah. Um, super cool. Uh, last one here I have on my list is Sonic Frontiers, which is coming holiday 2022. We brought this up on the podcast before. Hot take: This game looks kind of cool. I think that a lot of people are really quick to kind of hate. Uh, I think Sonic gets a lot of flack over. You know, gets a lot of flack. I mean, there's people that out there that even say like, "There's never been a good Sonic game," kind of thing. That's actually a um, a uh, Justin Davis hot take from IGN. Love Justin Davis. That's that's kind of the hill that he dies on. Uh, I've always liked Sonic. I think that he kind of got stuck in the 90s in some sort of way and like failed to evolve like vibe wise. But yeah, this this game looks like it's giving off like a pretty serene, pretty unique vibe for a Sonic game. Like if you watch some gameplay, like the music that they're choosing, the sort of environment they're showing, even the aesthetics of like the enemies feel so different from most Sonic games. And, you know, it's an open zone game, not an open world game, whatever that means. And hey, give us a quest log, give us super unique abilities that aren't just running fast or jumping a bunch of times. Uh, And I think this could actually have a pretty good formula for a pretty good game. Yeah, I like Sonic. It was kind of funny. I was watching <laughs> some people that were had played demos of the game uh, of Sonic, and they were interviewing. Or no, I didn't watch them play, but they interviewed them after they had played. And there were a lot of people that were just like, uh, you know, it was okay. And they interviewed a couple people that just had like were swagged out in Sonic gear, and they're like, it was the best thing about beautiful. <laughs> ah. like, oh like, man! Oh yeah, clearly the really uh preaching to the choir on that one <laughs> i'm excited for it too i think it's gonna be cool yeah well cool um i think that's all we kind of had here in terms of uh headlines that we had to cover there was a lot uh i know with uh with just the sony state of play and nintendo direct but um 
there's probably some stuff that we missed. And, you know, if there is some stuff that we missed that you feel that we should have talked about, you can let us know. And Matt, where where and how could they let us know? Everyone, as always, you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at TFP Podcast. That's at TFP Podcast with an S at the end. Shoot us an email at thanksplayingpod at gmail.com. And you can also find our website, thanksplaying.live, and the link tree on all of those uh, social media handles or on our website. Uh, you can also find the link to our Discord. Come hang out in there again. As always, it is a great time and a fun place to hang out. A lot of good discourse happens in there. Um, between myself, Lucas, and all the wonderful podcast Discord members. Come come chill. It's a good time. If you want to hang out with your good buddy, Matt, I can find me on Twitter at GoodIdeaMatthew. That's right. And if you wanted to find me, you could find me in our Discord, like Matt just mentioned, or feel free to follow me on Instagram at GoodIdeaLucas. Love it. All right, everyone. This has been... Thanks for playing. Got you next time. Scooby-Doo Bop! Thanks for playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch and Red Circle 